Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the crew of Melora's Borealis had finally infiltrated the dreaded sea ghost, which had been haranguing ships across the Shattered Isles for some time. After infiltrating their base and then disguising themselves as pirates, they boarded aboard the Naughty Dreams disguised, with myself being disguised as the first mate of the ship. We got aboard successfully without arousing any suspicion. We got below deck and found the one captive they had aboard, a mermaid captive who we could not speak to. We also laid traps with gunpowder and then all hell broke loose as they saw through our disguises but not without me setting off the gunpowder kegs and confronting the captain for getting not unconscious but we then set fire to the ship, took the smoke bottle that the deck wizard used and successfully sank the sea ghost. The crew now finds itself aboard the Melora's Borealis with what remains of the crew of the sea ghost and now have to decide what to do with them as we celebrate will we take any of them aboard or will we throw them to Melora's judgment let us find out on Chaotic Normal The Shattered Isles tropical night finds the Melora's Borealis alive with celebration. Lantern light melds with shining uh, brightness from the moon and the stars above while mingling with the azure glow of a hundred thousand luminescent jellyfish mingling beneath the ship. Across the main deck, sailors dance, drunk on brandy and singing shanties at the top of their lungs. In the forecastle, a group of crew take turns firing shot from the new cannon, trying to hit barrels set to float in the water beyond. Meanwhile, below the deck, other crew delight themselves in games of chance and risk, while still others find themselves wrapped in other more body forms of celebration. And the sailors are right to celebrate. Today, the crew of the Melora's Borealis came together, proving themselves not just hirelings, but a true seafaring crew capable of pursuing and sinking a dreaded pirate ship. 
The crew of Melora's Borealis has had its quality score increased to four, and they are proud of their newfound skill. The Naughty Dreams is lashed to the hull of the ship, suspended by rope and tether at the gunnel height. The dinghy is half-filled with water, and in that pool rests a mermaid with green bronze scales, as drunk as the other sailors and clapping along to their elated songs. At the center of the main deck, lashed to the main mast, are seven men, the survivors of the sea ghost, prisoners all. Though they may uh, be victims of many insults, current orders hold that no crewman is to touch them without the first mate's say-so. Not that such an order has stopped the ship's cat from cozying himself at the captain's feet. While this celebration goes on below, atop the poop deck stands the officers of Melora's Borealis, Captain Rubert Graysand, First Mate Jules, Quartermaster Celeste, Bosun Phil, and Chef Zell Nern. On the poop deck, they surround a table strewn with maps, sextants, charts, and other tools of a navigator's trade. Not to mention several glasses of brandy and plates of hearty dwarven food crafted by Zell Nern. With the officers stands a new crew member. The dark-haired, bronze-skinned human bard, Ned Shankshaft, who the officers rescued from the smuggler's den. What a time to be alive, exclaims the bard. I'm so glad to be free, he spins as he says this, and so glad to be part of your crew. But tell me, he says, turning out to the open sea with a bit of nervousness catching him. What are you planning to do about this whole mess you're in with Gelin Primewater? Well, I think it would be good to get the story straight from the seahorse's mouth. I think we sail back to Port Providence and confront him about what we have seen and the accusations that we have heard about him. Yeah, that is my opinion anyway. Perhaps we continue to dupe him. What do you all think? Yes, maybe we can get a larger percent of the booty if we um, keep things to ourselves with him. Ned Shankshaft's mouth is dropped agape and he says, Are you mad? Think about what I told you. When he, I, when I was no longer bringing in enough money, he sold me, or he tricked me into slavery to these pirates, and then recovered the ship he sold me in, the Naughty Dreams. And think about the Sea Ghost people. They were clearly on the take from him, but when they were complicating your pl- plan to smuggle goods and or livestock in exchange for magic items, Gelin Primewater sent you to dispose of them. Those are all very good points that I think we should take into consideration. This man throws his accomplices away. He feeds them to the sharks to get himself a buck. What's a buck? A gold coin. A doubloon. (laughs) Yes, I think that is why we should hear it from the man himself. Well, I I think... we don't need to play our cards like that. What if we ratted him out to someone and then our debt to him would be dismissed because he would be jailed? That is compelling. He does own a 40% stake in this ship. Uh, it could be that uh, they try to levy that. Whoever, like if the city council or whoever you're charging against, the empire, whoever could try and levy this ship as part of his debts. To society. As long as he has a stake in this ship, we're not exactly going to be safe, especially with the connections he has. I wonder if there's a way we can buy ourselves out of that share. Well, Didn't he also I mean, set up a competitorship 
with us? Uh, there he was did. another ship, yes. yes, sailing away that he had hired on another mission. Yeah, he said that whichever one you didn't take of the two would go to your Gary Oak rival. Gareth Oakwood. Gary yeah, your Gareth Oakwood <laughs> rival. What a pirate. <laughs> he just can't find good business these days. Well, and when he finds bad business, he just offs them and shoves it off to his next crew. Even sometimes, apparently, when he has good business, but sees a better business opportunity. You could even be delighting him, just as the sea ghost was. I mean, he was thinking about the coin he must have been bringing in by smuggling all of those weapons to those lizard folk. This man is reckless. Well, we can't exactly just sail away, because he'll send another crew after us. I think we have to confront him. I Not think that food. I think, says Ned, I think we should expose him, but not, not publicly. I think we should, I don't know, do you have anyone else in the council that we could talk to? Or do you know the council at all? I have a few strings I could pull, mostly imperialists, but we could pull, uh, get a small group together and use this as leverage to basically oust him from the council. I'm sure they'd pay good coin for this. If we make it scandal, the authorities will get involved. But if we just bring it to the council members... He, not, he points to his head with a with a bit of like excited idea as if he's in on some secret and says, if we bring it to the council members, they'll want it as leverage against him. I think that's the move. We well, do know. does that get us more gold to bring to our families? Uh, 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 what does the leverage do for us, I guess? Can we get more gold out of him then, do you think? I think it'll get us out from under his thumb. Says Ned Shankshaft. But if he's in a compromised position but still has access to us on our ship, wouldn't he be needing even more from us at that point and maybe want a bigger percent to try to catch himself up? I feel like if we rat him out, we lose our man on the inside. You know, maybe we have him right where we want him right now. We have information on him that he doesn't know we know. We can try and leverage that against him when we need to. We keep our heads on a swivel knowing that he's going to try and double cross the professional double crossers. <laughs> you guys are all worried. You act like we haven't done this before. That's fair. Yeah. It's, I guess it's not information we have to cash in just yet. But if you want to, we can, but then we just, we literally have no power within the council and we're providing more power to the imperialists. We could. We do know, well, tangentially know Anders Solmar. Could perhaps speak to him. We did want to leverage him for a boat, and now that we have that, we don't need as to take a big as big a hit on a contract with him. But hmm, I don't know. I'm so used to just, you know, taking what we want from the powerful, but having to work with them is a little different. I think if we say anything, we're going to have to work with them tenfold what we're doing now. Yeah. So it seems that two options have uh, uh, come forward. One is uh, don't, or sorry, just three options. One is confront him with it and attempt to leverage a threat against him 
to uh, make him give you a bigger share. Uh, the second option is go to a rival in the council, uh, whether imperialists or Anders Salmar, and give them this information so that they can use it as leverage from a more powerful position, and instead of a al- and use that to get yourself out of your contract with Prime Water, and instead under that other council member's control, or three. Um, which is don't tell Prime Water that you know and keep it in your pocket for later. I mean, Ruberi does like that last one, but it seems like uh, this bard uh, it would not be on board with that. Let's not be too hasty with, with what we do with this new information. Well, we're going back to port tomorrow, so... We need to do something relatively soon. Well, that's what I'm saying. We don't have oh. to do anything yet. <laughs> we should, I think, make a decision, though. Ned says that while he prefers the go to a city council member and have them use it to take down Prime Water from the politics side, uh, he is willing to obviously defer to whatever the cr- or the officers say, and he gestures towards you all quite graciously and very uh, sycophantly. <laughs> Can, Ned, uh... I got it. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, can like, is there any sort of like perception or sense motive or something I can do with Ned? Because like, why is he so fervent to like, rat- well, okay. I understand his motivation that he supposedly got sold down the river by prime water, but can I do like an insight or something? How true is that? Like, I feel like we're putting a lot of trust in some stranger we found in a cave. <laughs> you've already yeah. uh, you've already done an insight check on him before okay. and confirmed that he was telling the truth about that story. Um, but you can make an insight check right now about basically why is he so passionate about this method? Okay. It's a five. Um, you're not sure. That's also a good point, though, as to why anybody we tell this to would believe us. Like, do we have any proof? You found uh, all the weapons on the uh, ship. But that just like proves that we're privateers. Like we have no one in our court if we do anything with this. In my eyes. You know, the ancient ones used to tell the story of this guy who got falsely accused and thrown into a, a brunch prison for like 20 years. He like lost his girlfriend and the girlfriend went with the guy who betrayed him, who was his best friend, and he spent like 20 years plotting revenge and became like really rich and famous when he got out of prison. He like dug himself out with a spoon. So I vote we do like something, not that long, but like we keep this in our pocket. Yes, Build up some fame. Like and then we strike at Prime Water for giving us all those cigars and tricking us with his handsome features. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sounds like a plan. Yeah, I think we sit on this. How dare he trick you with all his handsome features? How dare he? <laughs> okay, so uh, the crew kind of debates this and decides that, uh, you know, I mean, with Phil's uh, worry that you actually are, would have no true evidence, you just have the claim of a man you met, a bard you met in a cave who was, uh, claims that he has been uh, betrayed by him. And then also you have a. Uh, bunch of weapons that could be traced back to prime water but you could I would have a hard trouble placing them in the hands of lizard folk being delivered to arming lizard folk um so based on that you've decided to the crew decides 
the current strategy is a solid do nothing and uh, wait until the iron is hot. In terms of these weapons, like if we're doing a 60 40 with prime water, what are we going to give him that we found? Like, do we want to give him, we have all this cloth, like this fine cloth, but like what, what else are we going to ante up to him? Should we give him those weapons? I think that would indicate to him that we know something was up. Mm. In what way? In in what way? How would he know? We just found this shit on a ship. We could be like, oh, we want these so bad. Really, we want all these coins. Hey, I found these coins. I was hiding them from you, but you guys are cool, I guess. I pull out all the money I found. Oh, oh wow. Thank you. I'm keeping the box, though. This box is cool. Uh, I think it's better that we keep the weapons because we would rather have our crew armed for future missions so I think we give them the 60 40 40% of the coin we found and hold on to the weapons that works for me as long as I don't have to tell him because I'm not very good at lying. <laughs> I know as I learn. I think I think one uh, one of us will do the talking. <laughs> Thank you, though. <laughs> All right. Um, so from down below, uh, one of your uh, pirate, or as you kind of come to this decision, one of the pirates from down below, uh, you look at him, you recognize him as one uh, Beardsley Cutthroat. And Beardsley Cutthroat, named for his big beard. Ironically, Cutthroat is not his nickname. That's his birth name. Beardsley is his nickname. Uh, Beardsley Cutthroat shouts out to you, Hey, Cap'n, first mate, when are we going to cut these captives? And as he says that, there's a cheer from among the crew as they uh, look over at them. And the uh, the captives all flinch in worry. Even the cat kind of stands up and hisses at them. And you watch as the ship's cat scratches one of their legs, much to the enjoyment of the crew all around. Uh, there's then uh, starting to be a chant builds among the crew. Walk the plank! Walk the plank! Walk the plank! And as this shouting goes, your eyes turn towards the luminescent blue glow of the water beneath you. Uh, Melora's abundance has blessed you with a beautiful display tonight of uh, basically hundreds of thousands of luminescent moon jellyfish glowing in the water beneath you. Uh, to be made to walk the plank here would be to plunge into this beautiful but incredibly painful death as you are dropped into a ocean full of poisonous jellyfish and sink down down hundreds of feet through waves of jellyfish screaming and dying as you drown with full of jellyfish a horrible death to be executed that way here and the crew is currently chanting walk the plank walk the plank uh, drunkenly in regards to these captives do we? I look at the back of my tome and look at the uh, crew records I've been keeping track of. Do we have room for them to... Oh, wait, these are the slavers, aren't they? They could be made... Or you do have room for crew if you wanted to take these on board as new crew. I don't know that we take them on as new crew. I also don't necessarily want to throw their bodies to the jellyfish. Maybe that could be a part of the 60-40. We turn in pirates, and that's a part of the cut. 
as we're cleaning up the streets. They'll be enslaved. We just did this whole coup so that way they wouldn't be slaves. Uh, slavery is illegal in Agdalind. They would be made into prisoners who would be put into forced labor. That's Either that or they'll thing. be used to build the next uh, cruise ship that will do the same thing they were doing They'll just before. come kill us. Hey, forced labor isn't so bad. You just paint names on the back of ships in the yard. A lot of dwarves had to be forced laborers. I, I'm, I don't stand for it. Why can't we have them as crew for now? If you were to make them crew, the standard custom is to force captives turned crew into scrub watch, where they'd sleep in like a four foot or like a two to three foot tall uh, space between the bulkheads and be made to do all of the lowest of the low jobs. I, I could use some sous chefs. Basically, you all were uh, Scrub Watch. Well, so even sous chefs is a prominent position. Scrub Watch is supposed to be a degrading, terrible position that beats you down and makes you not want to fight against your uh, masters because you're too tired. Um, but the only way for a pirate, and this is standard practice, and it was the same for yourselves when you were in Scrub Watch, the only way for you to ex- get your way out of Scrub Watch and become true crew is to aid in a battle. Um, so effectively, it, or mutiny, and mutiny was the other option. <laughs> but the trick is to belittle Scrub Watch so much that no one wants to team up with them. What, what do you think, Jules? Well, um, I'm a little worried about how the cultural composition of the crew is going to change once we start taking on uh, willing slavers. Yes. Okay. They don't fit our company culture. (laughs) Yeah, we're a family here. We could interview them and see how amenable they are to changing their ways. But, uh, yeah. Isn't there like a pirate code we can make them swear to? That's, I mean, it depends on which captain you're asking. It differs from captain to captain. I'm asking you. Oh, (laughs) That's right. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Usually most ships have like a crew charter that's uh, the agreed upon like work between them because usually captains and officers are voted positions. True democracy. Oh. Yes, I also I, I don't want to look weak in front of our already new crew. <sighs> well, we don't have to kill all of them. We could keep I some do... of them. Yeah, I do like the idea of interviewing them. Any man willing to prove himself and earn his salt is welcome aboard Molores Borealis. Let the stars choose. Yes. Um, Should we all come up with an interview question? Well, it... Do you have any food allergies? Okay, all right. Oh, you're allergic to peanuts? We eat peanuts every night. You're going to walk the plank. <laughs> So, yeah, Jules let the crew know that we're not going to murder, murder them outright or make them walk the plank. But if they are worth worth their salt, if they don't prove their worth, they will they will walk the plank. Sounds fair enough to me. All right. So you start uh, you uh, you shout that out to them uh, and the crew seems kind of let down. Uh, they were clearly uh, hoping for a. Uh, a um, 
oh, what's the word? They were hoping for a, a ritual killing. Uh, <laughs> that's the word. Um, but you give them the uh, you give them the chance out, um, and uh, they are in. But the crew kind of seems to be demanding that you have to have them. You have to interview them now. You can't wait until later. They want blood now. Why is the crew being so bossy to us? Because they're drunk and excited. Oh, okay. And these people killed a few... You lost a few crewmen today, and these people watched these people kill their friends. That's true. That's fair enough. We We need to show them that we can take some decisive action when we need to. Uh, maybe we can bring this down below deck so it's outside of prying eyes. All right, you uh, you take the uh, one by one. So you gather down below deck, or maybe in like the uh, navigator's uh, office because it's actually or like yeah, navigator's room because it's a private closed room. Um, because down below deck is full of uh celebration. Um, yeah, yeah. and as Come you you one by one have the uh prisoners brought in uh beardsley cutthroat is the one who seems to be most eager to drag them in but it's a group of uh of sailors men and women alike who are dragging these people in and throwing them down tied up at your feet uh at one point they throw the first person down and the cat also comes in and swats at them and hisses um the Uh-oh, first that's a bad seed the first person is a woman a young woman, no more than 15, a, a girl even. She looks up with, uh, or she looks up, she has short, wavy hair, strained gray from uh, so much stress. Her skin is rough and tanned, uh, and she looks up at you with, uh, uh, yeah, she looks up with you, and you see that uh, in her, or like with her shorts on, that there is a large brand uh, with an F on it on her foot, an Agdulin brand that marks felon. And she looks up and says, well, go on and do it. If you're going to cut me, go on and try it. I kind of uh, lean down with my elbows on my knees. Um, my name's Jules. What's your name? Savannah Tooth You know why they call me Tooth Teeth? Uh, she has more two than two teeth. teeth. Uh, Actually, no. Because I ripped out the teeth of two different noblemen, pickpocketed them right out of their mouths. I have to say that's that's pretty impressive. I don't know if I could do something like that out of their mouths. Right out of their fucking mouths while they were sleeping. Well, um, I see you've been marked as a felon. Um, I didn't do that one though. What's your uh, how'd you how'd you end up on this ship? You know, how, how did you? Is this where is this where you saw yourself ending up? Or she looks at you and says, "Yeah, I fucking saw myself being held captive by a bunch of fucking wankers. That's what I saw. That was my my big uh, dream of myself. If I had my hands unbound, you already wouldn't have a gold purse. You hear me? Ambitious. <laughs> Not this ship. I mean, you know, the ship you were just on with the with the slaves and the and the." Uh, Savannah Two Teeth goes on to explain uh, that uh, she uh, was grew up on the streets of uh, the Agdulin capital, um, and which is just Agdul. Uh, she grew up on the streets there, and uh, you know, is 
trained pickpocket from an early age. You have to learn to be tough in order to survive, but apparently was uh, captured uh, or arrested and branded as a felon. And she was being sent to the, uh, the mainland prison nearby, the uh, fortress prison that all pirates fear, whose name I'm blanking on for a second. Tamor, sorry. Uh, she explains that she, or Savannah explains that she was captured, branded a felon, but managed to escape three times. Uh, each time they recaught her, though, and uh, they eventually they decide to send her to Timor, which is the uh, mainland prison uh, that the worst of pirates and prisoners in Agdalet are sent to. It is said to be in the marshes of the Dreadwood nearby, um, and it is people speak of Timor in hushed, worried whispers. People even claim that it has hellish attendance and that the jailer himself is actually a devil straight from hell. Um, Savannah explains that she managed to slip her way out of her cuffs there and uh, escaped uh, to uh, catch a boat that took her to Port Providence where she quickly almost wound up in jail again before winding up with a pirate crew. Wow, that's impressive that she survived that. Um, okay, so let me cut to the chase. Um, I'm new to this whole pirate thing, right? And call me soft, but I'm not really in this to kill a bunch of people. Um, I don't want to kill you. You seem like an interesting person. Seem like you've actually got some really useful skills. And I don't want to kill any of your, I don't know if you could call them friends, at least, your uh, fellow crew on that old ship. Um, do you guys think there could be a chance? Do you guys have it, you know, in you? Like, like do you do you want to change it up a little bit? If you were to, say, join this crew... We're not going to be doing the kind of things you were doing on your old ship. Um, but part of that is we would expect you to, you know, drop a little bit of that stuff you were doing in the past too. You know, no, no stealing my teeth out of my face. And Jules kind of laughs. Um, uh, she laughs and she says, oh, firstly, you can't tell me what to steal. Stealing's in my blood. Now, secondly... I'm willing to not do all that stealing of people. Putting prisoners in chains ain't my idea of a cool time. Ain't my idea of a good steal. But I swear, if you're some sort of pansies who only do the bidding to help the imperial bastards, or if you're some kind of pansies that won't rob a good merchant when he leaves his purse hanging out in the middle of his ship and his ship doesn't have enough cannons for us to sink it and steal everything aboard, then yeah, I won't be very happy we're on this crew. But sure, if you mean giving up the uh, the capturing prisoners, fine. No, no complaints there. I kind of look at the other uh, captains or the other uh, um, officers to see, like, maybe not even asking, but just kind of thinking, what kind of crew are we at the end of the day? Well, one know, that doesn't but... have enough people yet. I think beggars can't be choosers just yet. Yeah, that's fair. But but let's. Do you have any food allergies? What the fuck's a food allergy? Is that some <laughs> kind of noble bullshit? 
You can't be allergic to food. Well, how much seawater can you swallow in a day without getting sick? She pauses at that and she says, I can swallow more seawater than anyone in this room. You're you dare challenge me? I'll take well, that bet. Welcome aboard. Um, you, uh, you invite Savannah Two Teeth Bentley to join your crew. And I basically want to try to do that same thing with everyone I can and just see like, okay, where is the humanity in this person? Um, yeah, I think let's figure out everyone's line. I think that's uh, if we want to just if you want to just tell yeah. us everyone's line and then we can know if we want them on the crew or not. Like is yeah. everyone anyone straight up just like a monster or. Yeah, the next man is named Langhorn Devil's Grin. Uh, Devil's Grin, as he's known, uh, you quickly discover is from the way he honestly tells it uh, is he was named that because he loves seeing people suffer. If you're looking to add a man, to, if you're looking at a torture or a good cut man to your crew, or if you need someone to work the cat of nine tails, I'd be eager to do it. You don't even have to give me a share. I just want to watch him suffer. Can so, you, can you, see, you plus got, it on yourself? He says, huh, I don't feel the pain. I like giving it to others. Now, you tell me you want me on your crew. I'll strangle every one of the other crewmen that you brought with me. I'll eagerly make them walk the plank. Hell, I had an idea. What if I we wrap a noose around them and we lower them, dipping them into the jellyfish and let them suffer, draw it out for a long time. Now, I just want to no. make sure this Cut is the kind off. of crew that's going to have extra slaving. There wasn't enough slaving in the other. Oh my group, God. Right? I just felt like Fuck. we weren't going for whole villages. We were just capturing one-off people. <laughs> I think we could hit the main towns. When we attract the merfolk, put a big net around, grab the whole thing, <laughs> net drag them, pull them out, over. and don't even, don't even deal with trying to sell them. I say just crossbows in the water, chop them up, sell them as tuna meat. Pistol whip him? Can I'm, I just I'm, interrupt him and pistol whip him? <laughs> I lean over to Rubert. I don't think the other ones are going to miss this one that much. No, I think they will gladly watch him walk the plank. I appreciate you telling us how you feel so we don't have to deal with that anymore. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> Oh, I respect that. He's got that. some virtue. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now, does Langhorn get to join your crew? Well, it depends. Is there a lot of work in the kitchen where he could work out that aggression? I, I don't I don't think I'd feel comfortable with him in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't know. I could put him on a cannon with an attitude like that. That guy's got no mercy. <laughs> yeah, how's, his, how's your aim with a cannon there? No, I don't use cannonballs. Those are weak. Unless we're talking spiked <laughs> chains or fire. All fire right, makes people burn a good, painful death. You get to hear the scream. Well, you realize the more opportunity you give the man to talk, the worse uh, the worse he'll get. Uh, I don't know if you can get worse than rounding up merfolk and like dolphins and killing them for tuna, but uh, he will. He will get there. So on your team, or he a pass? I think this one's a pass. <laughs> yeah, we're going. We're gonna go in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you for your. Uh, you'll hear from us. <laughs> what are we doing with the ones that we don't want, like this? Walk the plank. Okay. okay. <laughs> in the interim, are they just like getting retied upstairs? What's yeah. going on here? As people are walking in, I imagine Phil is. Uh, 
doing what might look like something that slavers do, where he's like looking at their fingernails, looking at their tattoos, putting his fingers in their mouth, seeing how many teeth they have. And then he <laughs> passes them on to the, the next room. Well, what's the situation where we'd keelhaul someone instead of make him walk the plane? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, that's why I'm just asking. I just want to know what that is. Is that... Uh, I don't think there is a situation for that, is there? Okay, I just needed okay. to know. You just, yeah, that was a needed conversation. <laughs> yeah, after I saw it Down in Black Sails. really needed to know that? Okay. After I saw it in Black Sails, it just, like, haunted me, so. <laughs> Maybe if it's a, a rock, we could do it. Mm, good, <laughs> good, good answer. A rock. Yeah. Uh, the next man to be brought before you is a tall athletic man uh he has a bald head and deep hazel eyes he uh he does seem to be in his late 50s though but unlike the uh, other pirates that seems to be an earned late 50s and his skin doesn't look uh ancient it seems he actually takes care of himself and he smiles as he sits down for you uh he's not thrown to the ground like the others it seems as if already the crew kind of likes this guy and he smiles as he sits down he says Thank you for having me. I'm glad to make your acquaintance, officers of the uh, Meloras Borealis. And you hear the uh, Monmaji accent of the Zilkamnis on him. Hello. What can I do for you, fine masters? I have to say, you've thrown me a little off guard. I didn't quite expect uh, someone of your charisma amongst the crew. Uh, he says, ha. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not normally with the crew. It's only a unfortunate circumstance. I wasn't in the caves. I myself am a procurer of goods. I make sure that the trades are, or that contracts are arranged to uh, sell the merchandise when they're brought in and to bring in new merchandise as needed. In fact, the fine brandy your people are enjoying tonight, that was one of my most recent acquisitions. It is truly a magnificent quality, and it fetched for quite a few few pieces of merchandise, or as Horace told me you prefer to call them, beans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it becomes apparent that while maybe charming, it's clear that uh, his role is, as a procurer, um, his role is the actual uh, arranging of the buying and selling of their... uh, their goods and property that they've smuggled in here, which you know to be namely people. This is the worst of the bunch. Ugh. I don't know. Can anybody be worse than Devil's Grin? <laughs> How did you find yourself on board the Sea Ghost? I was myself captured. I was a merchant out of Zilkomnis. I sold the finest silks and golds, and I did not equip enough cannons, and that was my biggest issue. Captain Sigurd, he caught my ship, he sank the crew, and only through charm and ability was I able to, uh, or charm and proof of ability, was I able to win myself a spot on the ship. I told him how much my crew would be worth, and uh, in doing so, I told, or he told me what he thought he could get for them. I told him the much better markets to sell my crew for, and, well, one thing led to another, and I was uh, brought on board to handle all of our contracting opportunities. You could expect the same quality of service from me. <laughs> so you sold out, you literally sold out your own crew. For quite a profit. <sighs> and I can get uh, use the same margins. Are you interested <laughs> in 
a different business type or are you only interested in selling people? All goods and services are the exact same under the eyes of Avandra. Trade is trade. Oh, man. I like this guy. So um, he's a godly man. <laughs> yeah, he has a weird perverse idea of the worship of the uh, goddess of Avandra, <laughs> who's not commonly worshipped out here except for by merchants. Uh, but it seems that he holds with the trade and the freedom, el- or the trade element, or the free trade piece of freedom, but not the uh, free people piece of freedom. And is that not a common Avandra thing? Uh, the know. worship of Avandra is uh, focused on freedom and travel and adventure and trade. Uh, he seems to have taken it as a free trade. I see. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting some major ick vibes. Yes, it seems his um, love of Avandra seemed to ignore the freedom part. Now he can meet Malora instead. He looks a bit confused and says, No, it's wasteful to kill me. You could fetch actually a very high profit margin for me. If you were to sell me to the uh, to Timor, I actually have a fine bounty on my head, you see. They would take me away to <laughs> Timor, and you could cash that in. It's wasteful to feed me to the jellyfish. Huh. Um, <laughs> How much is this bounty? 85 gold pieces. Oh, that's not worth it. But I'm sure to the right person, you could actually get a hundred gold pieces to not turn me in. You see, I have friends in Port Providence. <laughs> I could get you a hundred gold pieces to not turn me in and instead hand me over to them. Now, hear me out. Just taking that bounty, that's going to be a bad, or taking that hundred gold pieces is going to be bad for you uh, because the people are then going to want to get their hundred gold pieces back. So you're better suited to pay a man ten gold pieces to pretend to be my captor. Have him take me to them. He gets the hundred gold pieces. He takes that uh, hundred gold pieces back to you. You kill him to take the 10 gold pieces back so you're at still 100 gold pieces the other people can't find him to uh, sink him to the bottom of the sea can't argue math <laughs> I feel like this guy if if we let him live he has to stay with us because he's gonna there, mutiny us there's so much insurmountable evil this man can do it's very clear he forgot to factor in the uh, cost of the um, sacrifice to Malora I think that might be worth more than the 100 gold. What do you have to say about that? He pauses and he says, I was not aware I was on one of Therak's Goldir ships. Do you practice sacrifice to the gods of the sea? No, not like that. I was just trying to make you snap out of whatever you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) He looks over and he laughs and he says, you can't snap a merchant out of trade. We have a brig, right? You do. If Maybe we, we can. Them, you... Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I know it might be risky, but I think I would rather turn some of these folks over than just throw them into the jellyfish. I'll take um, that's fair. Eighty-five <laughs> gold will be nice. Yeah, we I mean, should if... keep him around. No one's talking about the sex appeal value of this guy. This guy's hot. <laughs> Am I the only one swooning here? I don't trust uh, handsome people I look anymore. Around the crew. <laughs> You're not the only one. Uh, he introduces himself as being named the Sparrow, uh, oh. or at least that's what the pirates <laughs> called him. But his true name is Cuthbert. 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 Well, Cuthbert, um, we'll try not to make you too uncomfortable, but for the moment, I think uh, you'll be spending your leisure time in the brig. 
I've always wanted to see the inside of a uh, of an Imperial uh, Battle Hulk. It would be wonderful. Will I have any company at the brig? Here, I'll escort you there. I'll be back. Make sure to like bind his mouth or something. Oh, I'll, I'll bind him. it with something. I'm sure of it. Uh, have fun, Phil. You oh take God. him away. Uh, what are you doing, Phil? I, no, I'm just taking him to the brig. Uh, you take him to the brig, and as you put him in there with Cyclops, he snaps at you and says, you'll have to let me out someday, you bastards. Uh, to which the sparrow smiles and says, wow, I didn't know I'd have such beautiful company. Well met. My name is Cuthbert. Uh, and you close them behind, and you hear Cyclop a little bit charmed. This is um, a bad idea. And you leave the sparrow and Cyclop behind in the brig. Uh, it continues with similar people. Uh Joseph Cleves uh, being, or sorry, not Joseph Cleves, uh, Horace the Bull being the next one, who comes forward and says, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I uh, I must have slipped and hit my head. I I was trying to help you and come with you, but I just, I, I saw you, Phil, and I said hello, and I must have slipped. That's why they call me the Bull. I'm so fucking clumsy. It's not because I'm strong. <laughs> I'm so sorry I lied to you. Don't make, don't keel on me like they're riding up to do the Langhorn, the devil's grin. All right, guys, uh, full transparency. I, I knocked Horace out because I didn't trust him. Uh, but I really like him. He's a good guy. I think we should keep him around. <laughs> you guys bond while he was unconscious? Yeah, we drank, we drank a little bit, and then I wanted to rob them. Horace, I'm sorry. I might have took from your, your trunk, too, but... Um, yeah, I robbed everyone. I didn't want Horace to see, so I knocked him out. Well, I appreciate the honesty. Uh, you know, this is our chance to start over. I guess. What else are we gonna do? So, uh, what do you think about that, Horace? Can you can you be okay with that? Yeah, I won't sell beans anymore. Not even not even if they're food. Well, you can sell the food to us. All right, I'll sell them as food to you. I'm not getting it right. Wait, wait, no, I don't think so. Horace, you're nervous. Calm down. You got this, man. He has a terrible flop sweat. Uh, I just, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. No, okay, Horace, we're not going to kill you, okay? Just so calm I'm part down of the crew? Uh, well, one more, one more question. Do you have any food allergies? Yeah, I do. What? I can't, I can't have gluten. I don't know what it is, but I talked to a sage once. I talked to the hags of the uh, Queen Illyria coven, and they said I was allergic to gluten, but I don't know what gluten is. Gl- gluten? I, I don't think we eat gluten on this ship, so you're going to be okay. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid horses all the time, so I don't get no gluten. <laughs> wise. Very wise. Um, do you take Horace the Bull into your company? <laughs> I'm a little hesitant, but I guess so. I mean, I don't know. He seems too simple to betray us. I like him. Yeah. All right. You've got I mean, the he's, path, Horace. He's quality scrub watch. Look at him. <laughs> now, Horace, if you, you seem a little nervous. If you need to come back and talk to me later alone when there's a little less pressure, feel free. And we can get to know each other a little better, okay? All right. All right. Thanks, Horace. Can you let the next one in? Uh, the next one is thrown down fighting. Uh, she snarls, and you see she has a mouthful of jagged teeth that have been filed down. As she hits the ground, she looks at you with a snarl and sa- and like almost barks at you. Uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, 
Beardsley uh, cutthroat says, she bit me with those sharp ass teeth and she's barking like a dog. Uh, the woman on the ground then snarls and says, look like a dog. I'm barking because I am a dog. Aroo, it's the full moon. Ah, and she slavers towards you with rotten filed teeth. The name's Joanna the dog. But I, I eat nothing but raw meat. I am a killer for the... I was a killer for the sea ghost. A top woman with a blade and teeth. You take me into your crew. I'll cut and chew through anyone you throw me at. Just not the day after a full moon. That's me rest day. Now, uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel, but I'm, I'm kind of into this. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of into this. You got it. You got an energy to you. There's just something about you. Uh, how did you? Were you born like this, or I wasn't born with this face, but I am it deep and through and through. I was bit by a werewolf when I was but four in the woods. It gave me this. She says, pawing at her teeth. Um, and it's clear this woman thinks she is a werewolf. <laughs> it's also clear she is not a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, maybe her goal is to become a werewolf and we need to help her out with that. You're telling me you got blessed by the power of the moon and you're a dog with this power? Haru. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, can't fight that. Do, do you have any food allergies in your human form or just in your wolf form? I can only eat raw meat. What happens on a ship when you don't get raw meat? Will you settle for other things? I whimper and cry until I'm fed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's quite a lifestyle. But well, when I meet when we take another ship, I'll get my fill of meat from their victims. I eat okay, people for is. clarity. <laughs> I, oh I think I'm all it. Can you? Okay, how do you have to? Do you have to? Is the question. <laughs> what if we? Okay, let's be cool. Let's be. Let's take a whole step back for a second. What if you didn't eat people? Then I'd starve. <laughs> oh god all right i uh to the brig ever good actually i'm kind of curious to see how they get along in there i think you want to brig this one i think this one should walk if you put me in the brig i'll eat whoever i'm with <laughs> i thought you said you wait till you get fed do you get wait till you get fed and you whimper until then or do you kill someone to get raw meat I'm usually i got to eat whoever was thrown in the brigs the slaves that weren't valuable enough to sell whatever the sparrow oh said wouldn't my. fetch a good enough margin that's who i got to eat jellyfish jellyfish, jellyfish. <laughs> yeah that's gonna be a no for me dog <laughs> oh god get this abomination off the earth all right you send uh you send the cannibal werewolf uh off to uh join langhorn devil's grin uh, she definitely awoke something in jewels though <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe she'll come back after she makes a deal. 
a woman with long, straight, uh, like rough brown hair, or like like a dirty brown hair and blue eyes. Uh, she steps in and uh, with a very sharp, almost hawk-like face. You see, she has three very large piercings on her right eyebrow, and uh, she steps in. You just immediately can tell from the stance she takes that she is incredibly perceptive. Hmm. My name's Lenora the Archer. Scurvy is my actual last name. I had very cruel parents. Uh, I take it to mean you're quite the archer. I'm a top man. I climb the ropes high. I watch from above. I can notice anything. I didn't notice your ship in the harbor, though, because I was down below deck at the time. I should have noticed it, and I'll never make that mistake of not noticing another ship lurking just outside of our uh, base again. You can count on that. I've got elven blood, she says, revealing a bit of her ear where it's she has half ear or she has half elf ears. My eyes are keener than any you'd ever find on these seas. Wow, how'd you? Uh, how did somebody like you find their way aboard that ship? I owed quite, quite a huge debt to a bastard merchant out of uh, out of uh, Port Providence. He hmm. sold me to these people, but with my keen eyes, they quickly promoted me to work in their top deck. In fact, the only thing I'd want out of this crew is the chance to get vengeance against that bastard. Gallon Prime Water? That's the one. Whoa. Well, I think we can help you with that. Any objections there? No, I think you will have a chance to prove yourself. We are actually kind of in need of a top man. But I think you'll have to earn that spot. She looks and says, I won't settle for scrub watch. If you're going to put me in scrub watch, you should just put me in the brig. I'm a top man. I don't do other roles. I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't sleep below the decks. I'm a top man. I go up top. What's wrong with cooking? That's for cooks. I'm a top man. I don't fight in battles. I don't help row. I don't (laughs) work the sails. I'm a top man. I Um, watch from above. Well, now you're going to be a bottom man at the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Make an intimidate on that. (laughs) With advantage, because that was good. (laughs) God. Intimidate. Minus one, eleven. She shakes her head and she says, You'd never catch me, I'd see it coming. Just like you saw us do. Uh, yeah. Below deck at the time. I'll never he's, go below deck again. <laughs> he's got a good point, though, if I may ask. Why were you below deck? Ironically, I was being made to scrub something. Oh, I oh. see how it is. Yeah, we can hire her. And that's why I see I'll how ne- this works. That's why I'll never be below deck again. I'm a topman. Seems like you take some pride in your work. I do. Well, do you? Uh, are you willing to take Lenora the Archer, even though she refuses to do anything but watch from the top deck? No. Honestly, the crow's nest. Jules, we could. I'd, I'd go for it. We could put her on a pip, you know, just see how it works out. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe is there maybe sort of like a test we could uh, give her or something. I do get, I get, you know, I don't get a sense that this is just bluster. I think she really might be good at this. You guys are willing to give her a shot? 
Yes, I am. If you trust her. Do I trust her? I. That's up to you. God, I, I feel my, like it's not uh, fair, and I feel like she's we're not like breaking her will, and she's just going to be like smug to us the whole time. I'm I fine with her being smug. Actually, <laughs> I don't have to break her will. I think for the first, I don't know, probationary week, what if we uh, uh, shackled her to the top, give her you know a little room to roam around up there, but if she's really as good a top man as she says, let her prove it by staying up there. You know, I'm I'm pro shackle, but I know you guys are all about turning over this new leaf. So why don't we just have someone job shadow her instead? You know, someone keep Horace up there, keep an eye on her. You know, now that you mention it, I'm having a hard time finding people who are willing to do this job in the first place. So I'm uh, I'm a little I'm a little anxious to look a gift horse in the mouth. Uh, here. Maybe it sounds like, okay, we're talking about shackles, talking about all this stuff. Maybe let's just uh, get to know each other a little better. Take some of these, you know, take some of these walls down. And uh, once we get to know each other a little better, things will go a lot more easy. Does that sound okay? Only if that means being a top man. What's her name again? Did she say her name already? Lenora the Archer. Lenora the Archer. So she seems, you know, she doesn't protest the idea of being shackled up top as a top man to prove her worth. Uh, just refuses to do anything else. I think it's fine. So do you as take Lenora as, the Archer? As long as you're a good top man. Hopefully are you good? Honor. She says she's the best top man you'll ever find in the Shattered Isles. Uh, I don't know about that. Finnegan was pretty good, but you're probably a close number two. I'll give you that. She reminds you she's the best you'll ever find. <sighs> okay, uh, agree to disagree. Yeah, you'll have a chance to prove it. She might um, be able to help us with the Kraken problem. <laughs> yeah. The final prisoner is brought, for, or the final captive is brought forward. Uh, it is a very motherly-looking woman in her 40s. Uh, she has cropped straight brown hair and uh, is very pale. Um, and she steps in and says, Oh, dearies. Well, uh, is it scrub watch for me, or am I going to be walking the plank? Oh, I got ahead of myself. Sorry, this is the third crew that's captured me. Uh, <laughs> my name is Alda, Alda Sweet. I uh, I was a maid in a manners in a lord's house oh, some few years ago. I, uh, let's see, it was pretty well there. And, you know, I was treated okay until a wizard came and he animated all the furniture in the house because he was angry at the noble who lived there. Um, well, needless to say, as my broom started trying to attack me, I said, I'm done with this business and uh, I'm going to quit. So I decided I'd take a look at what it's like to be at sea. And uh, well, then that vote was fair. Or my transit across the bay was pretty much immediately captured by pirates. Uh, then that ship was sunk by pirates, and then that one was sunk by... Oh, dear me, this is my fourth capture. Uh, you've now killed the sea ghost, and oh, I've, I've been working Scrub Watch for near on, oh, I'd say, got seven years here, but <laughs> I am hoping to one day get above Scrub Watch, but I keep getting changed into a new crew, as as you imagine. I'm great at cleaning, I'm great at... Uh, I am great at cooking, if you'll have me for that. Uh, I make a... Well, at least I did. It's been quite some time since I've been allowed in the kitchen, but I make quite the pie. Do you actually... I mean, we could also just drop you off at land, too. Do you want to be on a ship, or...? 
Oh no, I get terribly seasick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, do you want to just hang out with us for a while until we get to a uh, harbor and? Oh, bless your little off. hearts! <laughs> you do that for me. Oh, bless your hearts. Am I getting some like crazy serial killer vibes, or can I take this at face value? You can make an insight check if you want. <laughs> I would also like to make one. I would too. Yeah, go ahead. I want to. Uh, why don't we hire her to like clean our quarters and stuff? Oh, do you, you want to help on the kitchen? Oh. I got a five. I uh, as far as you can tell, she's telling the truth. And actually, uh, Celeste, you can just tell this woman's genuinely an old woman, or like a like a hardworked middle aged woman who. Uh, has had a pretty unfortunate lot in life, but takes it on with a stiff upper lip. Uh, when, you you? Ask it, when you ask if she wants to be in the kitchen, she says, oh, yeah, well, I, I suppose if you want to put me there instead of on land, I absolutely could do that, yes. Well, until we get to land. Can you, oh. do you know any cooking secrets? I'm not uh, I used do. to cooking for these um, people up on land. Oh, dearie, I, I worked on a dwarf crew. I've worked with this dwarf crew at sea. It was quite the spectacular spectacle there was a brief period of time where i served some ice giants floating around the shattered isles in a big old iceberg until they kicked me out to sea just for the fun of it uh then let's see there was a period of time i orcs there was mixed orcs i served on the uh theriax goldeers nasher for a bit of time till they also kicked me out to sea for fun of it uh oh you know counting the for fun of it's in the times i've been fished out of the water i guess it's been six ships i've served on you must have Malora's blessing or curse or, yeah. or both. Can I do an arcana to see if this lady's actually cursed? <laughs> uh, or blessed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. make a. Uh, do you do you have any sort of? De- or actually, go ahead and make an arcana check on that. Do you know how okay. to make lemon cakes? Amory uh, loves lemon cakes. I make quite a splendid lemon cake. No, we could. About... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say we could drop her off, but I really want to hire this lady, and I got a nineteen on my arcana. You have heard of the curse that she bears. It is the <laughs> curse of the rotten or of the sunken ship. Any vessel that a person with her situation that sails upon is doomed to sink unless they are cast overboard. Are you serious? <laughs> that is what Phil's nineteen was it set nineteen Arcana yeah. uh, reveals to you that there is such curses levied in the shattered isles, always brought about by somebody offending the gods. Hmm, would I tell you guys that, or am I going to throw her overboard tonight? I don't know if you guys would understand. I have a uh, curse of a kraken. I understand. <laughs> Fine, I tell you. Uh, have you done something to offend the gods? Oh, dearie, there's no such thing as gods. Oh, oh. <laughs> lore is just a little bit of a myth. Oh no! Yeah, you're not going to have on the ship. Let's get, let's get her to land as soon as possible. How close are we to land? So wait to clarify: is it any ship she steps foot on, or is it any ship that any ship she is uh like riding on is doomed to sink? All right, I, we gotta throw her overboard. I'll is do it, it. Is it like doomed <laughs> to sink immediately, or is it like? Sounds like she served on some of these for several months. Let's just let's just get rid of her. Do we want to give her like? A plank or something. That's just a a good enough person. I feel like if we jet straight to the, sorry, if we, uh, uh, God, what do we row, row straight to the to the coast? Mm. I don't want to kill her. She seems so nice. Uh, all right. 
for context, dearies, it does. I do have to be thrown overboard. Even if you just let me off, at least from what I've heard, the ships that do let me off, they still sink. <laughs> Why would you say that? Oh, you seem like such good uh, young people. I wanted to make sure your ship does tip-top shape. So you must throw me overboard. Now, we can get close to shore. I, I have not tried that yet. If we throw you overboard and there's a and there's a you know like a little dinghy down there for you to climb up onto, do you think that would do it? That ship would do fine until that one sinks. Well, but I've been scrub watch for quite some time, so if you want me to clean, I can clean. I, I don't think we should make your part of the crew at all. Okay, I, I think that How just brings the curse faster. How close are we to land? Uh you could be at land within a few hours. Just... A few hours. Let's yeah. just get close to land and throw overboard. Do you know how to swim? Oh, I've swim great. You know, I've been thrown overboard twice. <laughs> Did it work? Hey, those ships didn't sink, to my knowledge. In oh, fact, great. yes, actually, I heard that the uh, iceberg was still floating around the uh, <laughs> mountains not a few days ago. She said she sailed on Goldier's ship, too. So that I one's did. Still... Yeah. So if we, like, throw overboard, cast, like, blast or something, help her get ashore? Preferably not in the jellyfish, la- uh, please. Yeah, let's get close to shore and do it. After throwing these others overboard. Hey, Captain, maybe this is above my pay grade, but maybe you should talk to her and get some information about Goldier's ship if she served on it. Oh, I was going to have her talk to the bard and get some of those juicy stories out of her. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, do you mind if I take your name down? Oh, sure, dearie. I'll sign whatever papers you need. Uh, now, I, 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 I want this to be something you actually agree to. I don't want to make you do this. So what, what this is doing is it lets me talk to you. And I think it might be interesting. Oh, like a pen pal. Kind of like a pen pal. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm quite happy to do that. Oh, excellent. Thank you. I, I hand her the pen and open uh, it to the book. She writes all the sweet. All the sweet. Excellent. Thank you, Alda. All right, uh, so you do not choose to bring all the sweet into your uh, um, uh, into your crew uh, because of her curse, um, but uh, you don't choose to kill her. You're going to get her near land and throw her overboard. Uh, <laughs> you are choosing to uh, dispose of the sadistic devil's grin and uh, the cannibalistic dog. Well, do they have, like, uh, bounties on them that we could turn them into the authorities for? Uh, you, do you ask uh, the Sparrow <laughs> about that? Basically, I want to know if we can just give them to the, you know, authorities and not have to kill them. But uh... Uh, So you, do you ask the Sparrow about it, or do you just do you want to make a history check? I'll, I'll ask them, because uh, presumably they would like that over dying. I'll ask the Sparrow. Um. The Devil's Grin says uh, that uh, he'd be delighted to wind up in a prison. You get to hear all those screams and anguish. Uh, he says, though, that no one has a bounty for him. Uh, meanwhile, the dog barks at you and says that they're always trying to leash me. Uh, and that uh, insists that uh, the only people who have a bounty for her are poachers. And they both claim they have no bounty. Um Meanwhile, though, when you talk to the sparrow, he confirms that there is no, they're not, neither of them is famous enough to warrant a bounty. However, uh, Langhorn Devil's Grin, the sadistic torturer murderer, 
does have a uh, uh, or is, is wanted not by Agduland or Zilkamnis, but by the pirates of Tr- or the Council of Pirates of Trezzazil, uh, because apparently he did a bad torturing of one of their uh, daughters. A bad and uh, <laughs> and uh, they do have for a sizable non gold piece reward is how they define it. Um, a reward of a reward without coin uh, is what they call it. But there's one of those offered for Langhorn Devil's Grin. Now, is that so that they can just kill him, or is that like imprisoning him? Uh, it's just killing him, then. It's probably killing him, but yeah. it's. Uh, but you do know that uh, Therax Goldir is one of the uh, pirate, or is one of the Council of Pirates of Threatsozil. Mm-hmm. So it is a bargaining chip with her. I'm not really around. Like, I feel like bargaining with human lives is kind of taking a step in the wrong direction. I don't know what you guys think. I want to do it. I want to turn him in. We got to get some cred at Treads of Zeal. Uh, no one knows anything about the Naughty Dreams or Melores Borealis and would help us establish credit among the pirates, especially if he killed one of Treads of Zeal's leader's family members. And people die. He's going to die either way. You know, it's not blood on your hands, it's what he did. I look at my hands, which do have blood on them, and just think, oh, God. All right. Uh, so is it keep Devil's Grin to take to justice at Threats of Zeal? Sure. I All right. Sure. And then the dog. Do you want to throw them overboard? Do you want to keep them in the brig to take to justice in Port Providence? You won't get any reward for it, but, you know, you will get local acknowledgement of, hey, they they hunted a pirate. Uh, I start cheering Walk the Plank. <laughs> I get the cheer going upstairs. What does the dog prefer? Is that Uh, the the, name? The dog snarls and says, I prefer human meat. Um, And then starts (laughs) insisting that she's a cutter, that she'll carve up anyone you need her to. And it's clear that uh, she probably has mad cow disease from eating so much human meat. Um, And yeah. (laughs) Mad human disease. I changed the chair to kill the cannibal murderer. Kill the cannibal murderer. <laughs> that's, that's a little more uh, amenable, isn't it? <laughs> Does that put it into perspective? Kill the cannibal murderer. What do you say, crew? All right, let's get up there to the plank with you. Is there anybody I think that else? might be mercy at this point. <laughs> All right, so you choose to uh, have uh, the dog walk the plank, much to the delight of uh, the crew. You gave them a uh, dog or a plank walking. Uh, you also have uh, the sparrow and uh, the devil, uh, the sparrow and devil's grin down in your uh, your brig. You have a cursed person uh, in the form of Aldous Sweet uh, sitting in your. Uh, uh, like hanging out on deck um, with most of the crew afraid of her, afraid they'll catch the curse, even though that's not possible. Um, and uh, you have invited Horace the Bull, Lenora the Archer, and Savannah Two Teeth Bentley, who steals everything, to join your crew. <laughs> uh, and uh, that is uh, as you know, it's quite the roundup of crew members. Um, <clears throat> As you study each and every one of them, uh, and this is the same level of detail you gave to the rest of your crew, but you've already forgotten so much about them because you interviewed 20 people or like 40 people and took 20 of them as crew members. Um, that, uh, um, as you've, uh, as you finish that, you're, uh, what do you do? You've, you've, uh, you're, you're making your way towards shore. Obviously you've given orders for the, uh, 
oh, actually, though, the sailors are so drunk, they probably can't make way towards shore very well, but they can still try. Um, <laughs> you've given orders to uh, cease the festivities to start making way for shore so you can throw all the sweet overboard to appease Melora. And uh, you're you're in the process of that, but it's a slow going because your crew is shit-based, um, stumbling around deck. Um, as that goes, what do the lot of you do? Because you yourselves are probably a little tipsy as your ship drunkenly sways side to side. We uh, forgot to interview the mermaid. Uh, you stumble down onto the deck as it sways back and forth, and you see that uh, you've left the glow spot of jellyfish behind, so there's no longer the uplighting from that to cast uh, her beautiful like uh, bronze-green uh, scales in that light. But you still see her beneath the shadow of uh, like flickering torches in the moonlight above, as she is basically sitting in the Naughty Dreams, which is half full of water, uh, kind of hanging off to the side, and she's sitting in there. She's above water, uh, like kind of resting, but the uh, like you know she's got enough water to where she's not dehydrating, um, and she bubbles out to you in her uh, wet speak. I'll cast the thing that lets me know what she's saying. Comprehend languages. I yeah. cast bucket of water. <laughs> splash a bucket of water on her Zelner uh, just throws water at her you you take the time to do that and uh, when you're ready you understand her saying such a marvel the way your ship sails like a ray above the sea I've never ridden on a sailing ship before such a marvel it is I nod enthusiastically knowing I don't know how to communicate back oh, yet oh sweet prince would that you could speak if only you had a it is li- much like the tale of the uh, merfolk, mermaid who walked on land and lost her ability to speak. Only sort of the opposite for you're a man on land who cannot speak. If only you had a tail and could bubble your way through the water, you'd be Jules, my hero. I think Jules uh, found out the best place to hang out while we wait, listening to the sweet, sweet words of the mermaid. Um, do you share any of this with anyone else, or do you keep the uh, sweet words of the drunk mermaid to yourself? I think Jules is blushing and says, uh, yeah, I think mermaid's doing pretty well, everyone. Uh, I can take care of this. You guys want to go, you know, hang out, <laughs> make sure the crew's doing all right? Hey, uh, tell her to bless the ship because she's a lucky mermaid. And then I <laughs> stumble away. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you try to communicate anything to her or get any information out of her? Yeah, I'm going to try to basically like develop some, you know, some back and forth, get some communication. Put her name in your book. Do that to communicate with her. I'll try. Yeah, I'll put I'll try to get her to sign my book, see if I'll ever be able to communicate back. Find a way. So, my, yeah, my goal is develop enough communication to ask if she's down for that. Um, then... It becomes clear she has no knowledge of how to write. <laughs> okay. Why? You know, she ink doesn't work below the water. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> but as she's talking to you, she keeps saying, "Oh, I owe you such a gift for this. Not only did you save my life, but you allowed me up into this to save me from the shark-infested waters that were sure to fill that cavern with so many bodies in there." Oh. God. And what a what a splendid ride! Oh. If only I could go home. But I have no idea where I am. Everything looks so different and wrong above the water. There is no coral. 
There is no seaweed. How does one find themselves without feeling the currents that take you? How do you even look out here and know where you are at all? And you see her looking around, you know, there's stars to guide you. There's like clear landmarks, but she clearly has no concept of how to navigate above out of the water. Uh, this is a long shot. Oh, go ahead. I understand how you feel. I'm more comfortable navigating underground Wait, myself. Do you speak wet speak? No. <laughs> so you don't understand I what don't she understand. means. But you're a tur- I could say it to you. You're a turtle. Maybe she'll understand you, Zellner. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Hi, my name is Zalnern. I'm the cook. She looks at you and says, hey, turtles can speak Aquan. Yeah, but you said not, not to take it. Oh, I did. <laughs> well, sucks to you. Uh, all right, because you, uh, you got Dwarven instead. Yeah, I took Dwarven. Uh, yeah. She looks at you and says, oh, you, he speaks with a tongue like a, one of the dirt men, one of those who scrambles in the rocks. Little Torto, how come you speak with a rock man's mouth? Uh, and I don't know what she's saying, right? I, no. I communicated to you. She says, why do you speak with rock man? Do you know what a rock man is? Oh, rock like a, man's a mouth. dwarf. Ah, I mime dwarf. I don't know. I am a brother of the clan name that I can never say. Rockmar? Rock, Rockmar. Rockmar clan. Uh, she uh, shakes her head and says, I don't understand the word of what he says. I don't understand the word of what any of you say. Oh, would that you would that I could, then I'd be able to ask why your captain is so cursed. I would be able to find out what he did to deserve the mark of Volstuge. Mark of I take a note of that one. Mark of Volstuge. Is that right? Yeah. Make a history check on the mark of Volstuge. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I got a fifteen. Um, you have vaguely heard the name Volstuge, but uh, it's long ago, back during the time of um, back during the time of uh, the uh, Jalaran settlers and colonists here. Um, they built a town called Warthalkiel. Uh, Warthalkiel worshipped um, a god of the sea, uh, though they called it uh, Valastroth. Although that seems, you've heard the name interchangeable as both Valastroth and Valstuge. But Warthakiel uh, was a town built on a cliffside somewhere in the Shattered Isles in de- dedication to the sea god, uh, or dedication to the sea god um, Valastroth. Um, however, uh, they changed their devotion to Valastroth, um, who was said to be manifested in the form of a, my, a mighty titanic eight-armed god. They changed their devotion from him to Melora, and when they did so, it said that Valastroth himself became angry, rose from the sea, and used his eight arms to drag all of Warthakiel down into the waters, where it sunk uh, forgotten with all of its treasures below. But the people of Warthakil were rich, absolutely rich, for they collected uh, through raiding and through trade l- countless coins meant to be offered up to uh, Valastroth. Um, and it is those coins that the uh, what is clear, a kraken rose up and dragged down into the water by dragging the entire town and cliff face down into the water. 
Damn. We're in trouble. Um, but as she says that and notes a little bit of glimmer in her eye, she says, you know the word Valstouge. You know your captain is marked by Valstouge? I nod. Uh, well, I nod, but then when she says, I know that he's marked, I kind of give like a kind of hopeless expression. Does he know... Is he working, or has he yet turned to the uh, priestess to figure out how to lift it? What has she said? Uh, I try to give an impression of uh, um, not knowing what to do. (laughs) She starts to realize perhaps the game, and she says, how about you nod your head in that silly way you do? Once up for no, to, to the side as you do for yes. Uh, I try I do it the wrong way, and then I, I shake my head, uh, yes, I guess. After a moment, you get a handle on it, and uh, she says, uh, Have you been to the priestess at Warthakil? Uh, I, I haven't, right? No. Have you ever been to Warthakil? I don't think so. I nod my head now. She, not, or she says, Are you headed to the priestess at Warthakil? I try a shrug like a should I be? I don't know. Do you that, want your yeah. ship to be dragged to the sea by Valstuj? I nod my head enthusiastically, no. Hmm. <laughs> uh, she says, okay, good. If you do not wish to join me beneath the sea and drown, you must go find the priestess at Warthalkil. Seek out Yalaga, the, or Yalaga, the Kraken priest. She will know how to lift the mark, but beware, her costs are always quite extreme. Do you know where to find Warthalkil? No, I I nod my head no. She pauses and says, you do not have maps of all the undersea kelps? Uh, I I run off and try to bring back a, the kind of map that we have in desperate hope that she'll Why be able to... Why are you stealing to... my maps? Uh, can I can I take this? I'm trying to see if the mermaid... Uh, I don't know. It's a long shot, but I might we might be able to help the captain. Uh, okay, I'm casting Augury. You do you. Okay, good luck. Uh, you start trying to communicate with her, and she says... Or she looks at that paper and says, I don't understand what that is. A map, uh... You know, a, a story that describes how the waters flow. A map. <laughs> uh, I point to have... my eyes and point around, and then I point to the map where we're supposed to be, if I can figure it out. So she describes, based on currents, uh, the type of area where you might find uh, uh, Warthal Keel. I will let you make an intelligence navigator's tools check to see if you know anything about that. Oh, and if buddy. you're not proficient in navigator's tools check, you will fail automatically. Uh, I don't know if I am. I Unless guess that's a tool set not. you took, you probably aren't. Uh, it's you, Can you exchange navigator's tools for loot? Can I play a tune that navigates me through the ocean? <laughs> they are uh, unrelated skill sets. Uh, can I get somebody who might be? Uh, Celeste is. Can I get navigator. Celeste and try to collab? Uh, Celeste, uh, uh, Jules returns to you with your maps uh, and starts describing to you what the uh, mermaid said about how to find Warthal Keel. You want me to find the currents? 
that this kelp is in. The I know. maps don't have kelp. You know I know. That, right? it's, a, it's a long shot. I look at star. Okay. Well, let's see if the stars know where it is. Can you, like, help me out with some guidance or something and we can do this together? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I try my best. I squeeze my fists and kind of concentrate and you feel um, kind of your head rush for a little second. Like, you kind of get lightheaded and then you get feel like this focus come on. Okay, when I start laying out my deck to see if the stars can help guide where this kelp might be, I got 15. Um, as best you can tell, what she is describing is where the repassage meets the channel of drowned honor. Uh, this is near the Merfolk Islands, outside of Melora's Vale, and... Uh, yeah, it's basically she's describing something in the small archipelago of the Merfolk Islands. Um, exactly where in there, you're not sure. But if you were to sail around there on clear days and look in the water, based on how de the depth she was giving, you imagine you could see the ruins of Warthal Keel uh, beneath the water. The only problem is uh, the Merfolk Islands are off far, t or not super far, but they are west of Melora's Vale which from what you know about the hag's curse that would send a kraken against you. Uh, if you leave Melora's Vale, which is the area basically around Port Providence, uh, that is when the or where the kraken can get you. So to get to Warthal Keel, you'll need to enter into space where the kraken is seeking you. Typical. <laughs> now you're, you're sure about this one? This is big stakes. Uh, they, she is sure that as far as the merfolk know, only Yalaga, the Kraken priestess, uh, uh, the Kraken priestess of Alstuj, uh, can lift such a curse. Thank you so much, Celeste. Um, here, I've got to go say thank you to our friend. Tell her I said thanks. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try as hard as I can. Don't offend her again. I'll try. I try to say thanks. I reach out. I hold my arms out as in a hug invitation gesture and see if the mermaid picks up what I'm saying and says yes or no. She does understand a hug and she embraces you. And again, she says, would that you had a fin and not these disgusting meat sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I shake my head. Yes. Uh, so having romanced a, uh, a merfolk and gained information, um, by this point, the ship is actually nearing shore. Um, and uh, Aldous Sweet says, oh, well, we're getting close. Uh, by the way, I noticed that there's a leak in the in the underhole. I did my best I could to patch it up, but uh, and I just thought you might be aware of that, that already uh, this ship is sinking. I don't know what it is about <laughs> you pirates on the water. Why can't you just maintain your ships? How dare you? <laughs> All right, Aldo. It was nice knowing you. I hope you have a great life on land. She stands by the edge of the boat and says, it is actually critical to the so-called curse that you toss me into the water. With a good heave. <laughs> with a good heave ho. I want a Sparta kicker. Uh, Phil, you Sparta kick the cursed woman all overboard. She goes, oh! <laughs> and hits the water with a deep hard splash there's a moment where you watch her sink beneath the waves and you wonder did I just murder that woman before she starts kicking her way up and says so long and starts swimming towards shore good riddance hag <laughs> I was did working it, on that hole she didn't away. do shit did 
Did it work? Uh, as she is swimming towards shore, you notice as a small band of Batiri goblins shoves out from the shore uh, on a small raft and starts beelining for her. She is swimming through the water as these goblins start moving towards her, clearly intent on capturing the cursed woman. Do you make any intervention to stop Aww. the goblins? We have to. Let's jump on the... Uh, can we take the naughty dreams and intercept? You drop the naughty dreams quickly into the water, Jules. Does anyone join Jules on his quest with the mermaid in the naughty dreams to stop the uh, to stop the goblins from capturing this woman and continuing her cycle of uh, cursed captivity? I'll join him. Let's not be so hasty. All right, Celeste and Jules uh, hop into the boat, <laughs> the two of them working to row, the mermaid saying... I could just jump out, you know? And she does indeed just jump out and start swimming towards the goblins, joining you on the side. I need you to make an at one of you to whoever's rowing to make a strength athletics to see if you can get to the woman before the goblins do. I look at Celeste. Uh, this isn't I'll, my strong suit. I believe in us. The stars are in our favor. Wait, Phil, did they just steal your ship? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have words about that later. Don't you worry. Should have joined us, Phil. All right, make a uh, strength athletics. I cast guidance on. Can we guidance each other? Yes, but only one of you can make the skill check, and it can't be whoever cast guidance. So, got it. Why do you make a strength athletics? You're trying to outbeat goblins. Row like a raven, bullseye. I pulled a raven card as I cast guidance. Nice, Jules. Roll a strength athletics. All right. Oh, that almost landed on the number I wanted it to land on. I got a five plus something. Uh, Strength athletics. Uh, You said it's a guidance, right? So plus D4. It's a nine. The goblin's got a one. Non-natural. As the pitiful race of jewels pulling against a pair of small goblins, pushing like a, a, like a scrap raft that they've tied together, wearing their large masks, looking like hawks row out towards this woman while she swims towards shore. Uh, She does not manage to beat the goblins though, but you manage to beat the, the, her beat the goblins to getting to her. You close in tight to the goblins who quickly start trying to row or actually, no, they start rowing towards you brandishing spears as they, as you two come near. Uh, I need you to roll. Ah, no, you guys got initiative here. So what do the two of you do? There's two goblins about 20 feet from you. Do you know illusion? How to cast illusion, Celeste? No, but I can do a thunder wave. Oh shoot! Okay, do that. Do that. Let's try. Let's try to scare him away. On the count of three: one, two, and then as she casts Thunderwave, I want to um, make a minor illusion of a dragon uh, moving what, towards them. What is the con save for Thunderwave? It. So it's your spell save. The right level. Yeah, it's fifteen. Uh, the goblins fail. They are thrown backwards and take thunder damage. They only have seven HP, so you probably kill them outright. Oh. Rad. Should I roll it just in case? Yes. I got a six. Uh, you throw the goblins back. They're each hurled 15, is it no, 10 feet away. Their raft is shattered and they splash down into the water, both at one HP. The two goblins, scrambling and screaming, both turn, trying to swim back towards shore, but Batiri goblins can't swim, and with the size of their masks, they are dragged under by the waves. 
That works the goblins for me. disappear from sight, kicking and thrashing. Uh, while all the sweet reaches shore, brushes her and like kind of wrings out her dress and says, So long! Thank you! And starts uh, walking away down the beach. Talk to you later, Alda. I'll be in touch. And you see she's like tripping and stumbling because she's been on sea for six years. Um, and uh, you, ro- you return back to the boat, having saved Alda from her curse continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you return back to the ship. Um, it's getting near dawn now. And uh, like there's a faint light on the shoulder. The, the crew is still celebrating, but are you realize that if uh, you're not going to be in any shape to sail for the next day if this keeps up. Um, you do you let the crew keep partying through the day slash or the morning slash day, or do you order shift rounds to start again and people to bed? What do you think, officers? I think we we've had enough celebrating. This is our first of many victories. If we are going to celebrate like this again, we must uh, get this back into ship shape. What's up, Chaotic Normies? It's me, your friend Ryan, who plays your favorite bard, Robert Graysand, on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. Thanks for listening once again. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. Hit us up on the social medias and send any questions, comments, concerns, and uh, any Elden Ring tips and tricks to the chaoticnormalpod at gmail.com email account. Appreciate those. Uh, I don't know about you, but I can't get enough of this friggin' game. And actually, that's what I'm going to do right as soon as I uh, finish editing this episode. But until uh, next week, uh, I'm going to say what I always say at the end of every episode. And here, come on now, everyone say it with me, even you in the back. Uh, That's going to be a big bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.